In today's episode of the Opportunity Knocks podcast, stay tuned. We talk about the worst of the four-letter words. It's not what you expect. Curing leukemia and blood cancer. And my favorite one of all, the difference between big goals and massive success. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Opportunity Knocks. We took a little bit of a hiatus to kind of clear our, our brains a little bit, digest some of the successes we've had and the opportunities that have come up, and now we are ready for what I'm going to call season three. We are taking the Opportunity Knocks podcast, combining it with some of my other brands. As many of you know, I'm a big community activist here on Long Island and Nassau County specifically, and my hometown of Wontaw launched the show on Facebook called If You Live Here. So if you're not following it, get yourself over to Facebook, follow If You Live Here, and meet some of the most incredible business people you'll ever see. As a result of that, my production company, The Business Beacon, has decided to do more of what I ultimately am all about. <clears throat> If you've watched or heard anything I've done over the years, I'm very much about giving back to uh, our neighborhoods, our community, to society, and helping to cause to create solutions to problems. And charity is a big part of that. I've been blessed to work with some of the biggest names in the charity uh, in the charity field over the last couple decades. Yes, I have been around that long, and we are bringing it back to what really makes it important to me, and that's grassroots efforts. So I was sitting on a chamber of commerce meeting. Seven days ago today, uh, over Zoom, unfortunately, we still can't get face-to-face, so I can't get out there and shake hands, kiss babies, and hug everybody, which is what I ultimately love doing the most. But over Zoom, uh, Kathy, uh, Kathy Powell. Powell, who is the president of the Wanto Chamber of Commerce, invited some people, some young ones, uh, high school students from right here in Wanto, New York, to talk about their charitable efforts. And these things all stemmed from... One of our guests today, Heidi Felix, who's the head of the Key Club, and we're going to get into details as to what that is and some of the efforts they're making. So I am so excited to introduce our first guest today. Ashley Reiser is a junior, senior? Junior. Junior at Wantaw High School. She has become part of something that's been near and dear to my heart for the last two years. Uh, and I'm so glad to be back involved again, whether she knows it or not, to help contribute to causing, uh, to finding a cure for blood cancers and childhood cancer. Um, it's something I'm very passionate about, and I'm, I'm so thrilled to see this youngest generation taking it to heart for themselves. Ashley, thank you so much for coming in and agreeing to do this today. Thank you for having me here. So tell me a little bit about why you're doing this what the reasons are, and what you hope to accomplish. So when I heard about the <coughs> Students of the Year program that the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society does, I knew that it was something that I just had to be a part of. Blood cancer touches everybody, regardless of if you've suffered from it or if a family member has had it before. And my grandmother, Lucille, died of multiple myeloma before I was born, so I never got the opportunity to meet her. And so I really just want to do anything that I can to help other people get the chance to meet their grandparents before they just have to hear stories about them and live through pictures. That's, we could stop right there. That is, you, you know the company line because you lived it and I can see it coming out of you as, as we talk right here. And I, I am grateful that it was this something that was inspired by anybody else for you to get involved or something that, that you just said, I have to do this. Well, when I heard about it, like I said, I knew that I just had to do it because not only did I lose my grandmother, but one of my school friends from elementary school battled leukemia three times. And luckily she's here today to be just surrounded by me and all of our friends. So I just want to 
be part of this for her and for everybody else that's suffering cancer. I love it. I see dad over in the corner there and you can just see the pride beaming out of him. So if we see a haze in the camera, that's dad's pride coming out. I love it. I'm proud of you and I'm proud for you. And I'm proud of your dad for the, for the daughter that he, that he's, he's raising. Give me a little bit of insight as to what you're doing. What are your efforts to help? Obviously the goal here is to raise as much money as possible. So yeah, as long, um, Along with raising money, it's also about raising awareness for this. So we have a bunch of um, fundraising raffles that we're doing, but we also are just spreading the word through social media. I'm sending it to all of my friends that I know, having my family help me send out letters and emails just to spread the word about the work that LLS is doing to raise awareness. Even, yes, raising money is a big part of it, but also just raising awareness for the amazing work that this company does is super important to this campaign. I knew there was a reason I liked you. Last year when I when I did this, we had a fundraising goal in dollars. And with the team that I was working with, I told them, I said, my goal is not to put a dollar amount on what we do. I want to raise awareness. I want to get 10,000 people to acknowledge something that we all did just to say they looked at it. Because with any charitable organization, it's in many cases, even more important to spread the awareness than it is to raise the money. Mm -hmm. Clearly, you can't find a cure without money. But if we can get more awareness, we have more opportunities to create money. And that's where the grassroots things really ring true with me. A dollar, a nickel, you know, going back to my days, I'm a lot older than you. We used to watch the Jerry Lewis telethon on a holiday weekend and he would sit there and it was all about, they would keep counting how much money they raised, but they'd also talk about how many people donated. And it was, if you have a penny, a nickel, a dollar, a million, it didn't matter. Every single donation was the equivalent of bigger and smaller ones because it was one. And I think that's the most important thing. And that's why I'm so happy that you're here to talk about it. So tell me about some of your, some of your fundraising events. We're going to link up everything you do in multiple posts over the next, uh, today's the first, so the next 15 days. So we've got a deadline on March 16th mm -hmm. to help you raise as much awareness and money as possible. And before we get into that, are you an individual doing this or are you part of a team within the school doing it? So this is separate from my team, but I have um, brought together a team. So there, I'm a candidate or a team leader, and I've brought two of my childhood school friends, one from Chaminade and one from Sacred Heart. So we're the team leaders. And we also have put together a team of about 19 people, high school students, my cousin, some people from all across the country. So we are all working together for our team goal. So you're spreading the message not only through, and the, are these other two friends from town locally here as well? Yeah, they're both from Montreal. But now you've taken that brand of we're going to raise money for LLS from here, spread it up to Mineola, which Chaminade's got kids coming from all over the city and, and Long Island, and the same thing at Sacred Heart. Mm -hmm. Great way to spread the message. It's, it's creating that louder voice. I love it. So let's talk about some of the specific things you're doing that people can look for, learn about, get involved in, contribute to. So some of our biggest things is our raffle items. Our biggest one I would say is our Peloton. We, one of our team members has graciously donated one of the Peloton bikes and that you can buy raffle tickets for through Venmo. It's a $25 ticket for that. And um, all of these raffle items, you can submit like raffle tickets until March 11th. So there's another week and a half about that you can buy those. We also have some hair products from Monet that you can buy for, um, you can buy a raffle ticket for $10. We have, I'm a ballet dancer, so I was able to get signed point shoes from professional ballerinas that they've graciously donated. 
that we're raffling off. Um, we have a Starbucks basket with mugs, some coffee, and we also have some gift cards from local restaurants that people can enter the raffle for. Fantastic. So we can spread the word and help those businesses grow. One of the things I love about the hospitality business, the bar and restaurant business, they, they're all willing to give all the time. I, I was I was in that world for three years. Word of professional advice when you grow up, don't get in the restaurant business. Uh, it was the most challenging thing I've ever done, but probably the greatest source of education I've ever gotten. Dad's not going to want to hear this, but I'm a professional college dropout. I went five times. I still have zero credits. Uh, I did it to make other people happy, but I've I'm a professional learner. It's what I love to do from everything. And I've learned more from those mistakes, dropping out of college and making living while I was doing it. Uh, but getting into the restaurant business was mind blowing how much you could learn. So I would suggest you work in the industry to learn because it's the greatest place to learn hard work, but don't think long and hard before you actually invest in that business. But I digress. Um, so you've got some great products you're raffling off. You've got some great cooperation. The restaurants are given some money, which is a win-win for them because they're going to create hopefully some new customers that don't know about them. So it's a smart idea to do those things. Are you doing fundraising just, hey, I need money, give me money? Yeah. So each of the team members has their own individual website um, that has a link where people can click and it brings you right to um, right to a place where you can click the amount that you want to donate and you can donate right from there. We also have flyers where you can scan the QR code and you can donate right there. Okay. So you're going to send me all of this stuff after yes. we're done today, because I am going to be the biggest neon sign billboard you could get for the next 16 days. And, and I'd love it. Let's look to your left, Heidi. Heidi, tell me a little bit about the key club is kind of an, an offshoot of the Kiwanis club, correct? It sure is. And everybody knows what Kiwanis is, so we don't have to dive down that path, but give me a little insight as to what the key club is, why you're involved in it uh, and what you guys do. Well, I'm actually the past president of the Wanta Club for Kiwanis. For Kiwanis. And I joined about 12 years ago. I was very active in the community here in Wanta. Actually, one of the past vice presidents of the chamber, too. Um, but one of my big things was helping the children. I had two children that, of course, went through Wanta as well. Um, and I just, I've been here 25 years. I just love this town. So um, one of the things that I felt like I wish that I had had when I was in high school was a really strong leadership program. So, you know, with Kiwanis, they sponsored this service leadership program called Key Club. And it's an international program that allows children to become young adults and leaders. And um, I've been doing this now, I'm 11 years, the advisor for Thank Kiwanis. you very much. And I love it. I know people always go, why aren't your kids graduated? And why are you still doing this? And um, for me, it's all about giving back, just like yeah. you, Dean. You know, it's really all about teaching children, you know, their time and talents matter. And, you know, I, I've had the pleasure of working with people like Ashley and, you know, over my 11 years, a lot of the high achievers who come back and tell me that their experience in Key Club really formed them yep. and made them want to go on to be leaders. And, you know, it's just so fun to watch how that, that, is just it kind of snowballs because once they go off to college, if they stay involved, there's something called Circle K yep. and then they can graduate, become a Kiwanis member. And, you know, it's it's so empowering for someone to be told you're amazing. 
right? You can do this. And, you know, I'll never forget what Ashley called me. She's like, I know how busy you are. She's like, do you think you could help me? And I said, of course I go, but she's like, so she set a goal and I said, you got to set it higher, make it, make it so it makes your butterflies in your stomach. It makes you want to, you know, vomit literally. Yep. Cause yep. you know, you just think I can't do this. I can't. And she is like set her goal so high, which so I'm just so proud. What we haven't thrown that number out there yet. What is that goal? $90,000. I love it. I love it. I absolutely love it. That that kind of, what was the goal originally? Um, well, originally my personal goal was $5,000 and Heidi was like, no, 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 no. You need to set it way higher. I'd love it. You know, it, it's, it's funny because I've always talked about that when it comes to fundraising. So the, the greatest lesson you can get in life, and I don't care who you hear it from, whether it's me, dad, Heidi, a complete stranger, your failures in life are the greatest educators you will ever have. You could have the greatest teachers from nursery school through your doctorate. Your failures will always be your greatest educators. And that's my opinion. Uh, and because it's mine, you can't tell me it's wrong. It may be wrong for you, but it's not for me. Um, but always setting that bar so high that it's painful to get to is not enough. It's got to be that mind-blowing, how the heck am I ever going to get there? I'm proud of myself. I'm controlling myself because I have a tendency to let four-letter words slip out. But I'm trying to be respectful because, A, dad's here and I got two beautiful women sitting next to me, so I don't want to step out of line. But how the heck am I going to get to that point? And the greatest thing that could happen, so I'll give you a personal example for me. When I was 10 years into my real estate career, I wanted to sell 50 houses. And there was a guy I was working for who, when I left him, ripped me apart and said, she'll always be a failure. And the reason why I failed was that year I sold 48 houses. But before that, I had never sold more than 30. So I failed my way to 28 more transactions in a year, which was huge in, in my field at that time. And I've never hit that number again. I've never tried for it because I've evolved into different things. But I look at that quote unquote failure and say, that was pretty, pretty damn successful as a result of it. If you raised $9, it's a huge success. Mm -hmm. But to put it at 90 just always gives you that drive to want more and more. And I can, I can see, like, you got that spark in your eye that says you're going to get there. Um, and I look forward to being part of that solution for you. So tell me a, a little bit more about what the process has been like for you. What have you, what have you learned, not only just about LLS and, and blood cancer, but what have you learned about yourself, about fundraising, about doing these kind of things as a result? And when did it start? So the whole like process of um, being a part of this program started in the middle of the summer, actually, when okay. I had to think of who I wanted to bring on to my team. And so the two people that I brought to be the other team leaders with me, I brought them on because one, I knew that I could trust them, that they would do work, that they would help me out. And two, they go to different schools for me. So I thought this would be a great way for us to reconnect and stay really close together. And then from there, we each thought had to think of who out of our friends, out of people that we aren't necessarily close with, we had to think who is going to actually put in the work to be a part of this team. So there were some tough decisions when like, I didn't ask my best friends to be a part of this team because I didn't know that they would necessarily help me um, progress in this campaign. So I've had to learn how to make tough decisions like that and also how to be assertive with people that I'm close with to say like, come on, you have to pull your weight. Like you have to help me out with that. And so I've learned like leadership skills and time management skills definitely because junior year is hard enough alone. Amen. So running a campaign like this has definitely been time consuming, but it's not like, 
um, draining work. I enjoy working to make the flyers, to plan the events, to have team meetings. It's been like fun. fun it's, work. It, it's, it's hokey and it's kind of quirky to say it, but you'll always hear people say, you know, when you do what you love, you never work a day in your life. Yeah. And dad, give me a thumbs up or down. Was she assertive before she started doing this? So, so I'm, I'm getting the so, so leaning towards thumbs up, but you're finding yourself kind of coming out of, not to say you were in a shell, I don't know you, but my, my gut says you really never were in a shell that much, but I kind of get that feeling that you're becoming a bigger version of who you are. Is that fair? Yeah, definitely. Even last night I had a conversation with my parents about like, um, making sure my team, team members are pulling their weight and doing their work and how, if you asked me a couple months ago to like text people directly to make sure they're doing the work, I don't know that I would have felt comfortable doing that. But now I feel like that's what my job is as a team leader is I have to make sure that my team keeps progressing and keeps working hard so that we can reach our goal. It's never personal. It's purely business. Exactly. Put your head down and, and dig deep. I love it. Fantastic. Heidi, tell me a little bit more about, about your experience and how you've seen Ashley evolve and you know, is she, how much different, I don't want to say better or worse, because that's not a fair assessment, but what, what differences do you see in her that others can benefit from? Well, the nice thing is I've watched Ashley grow up, actually. Um, her older sister and my son are the same age. So I've known her since she was a toddler and her mom was my son's class mom. And so I've watched the whole family grow up and there's just a great family. Um, but to watch Ashley grow is just, it's like watching a flower blossom. You know, you see it, it's like a little tiny bud and you just, you know, you know, you just got to kind of egg it on and it's going to bloom. Um, so when she set her goal, um, I was like, that's wonderful. It's great. You know, I mean, I've been in sales my entire life and I said, I have always set these ridiculous goals or these to-do lists. And, um, and I said, you got to keep in mind, you can't eat an elephant in one bite, right? So just do it in little bits yep. and know that you just delegate and watching her do this. It's just been tremendous. I was like, my head was spinning when we came up with all these different fundraisers that go, make sure you have that list. Cause I'm losing track, um, you know, and she's just incredible. And so in watching her team too. So, um, you know, her two team members, I've also known them since they entered kindergarten and now in Wanta. Um, so that's one of those bonuses when you're involved in the community, you get to watch these kids yep. grow up and um, it's just so much fun. You know, it really is just been a pleasure, you know, just seeing her, her bloom and, you know, she, she downplays it. She's a, she's a prima ballerina. I mean, she's like amazing. And so, you know, this, is actually in addition to all the other things that she does and being a high achiever. In school I, I noticed you have a full plate because when I yeah. speak in the Heidi, she was like, I don't know if Ashley's going to be able to do it. Yeah. She's got all these <laughs> obligations and all. And the next thing you know, and I'm not going to snap because it drives them crazy when I do it. So you're welcome. But just like that, boom, let's do this. Uh, and I was, I was thrilled when I saw the message come through from you the, the first time, because this is, it's, it's important work, what you're raising money for, but what you're doing is just as important, if not more so, showing other, showing other kids um, that there's so many more opportunities that come of it. And the lessons you're learning from this are things that are going to far exceed anything you may ever learn in life. So uh, I'm, I'm very happy to hear you have that, those leadership chops, as we put it, and, and watching you kind of talk about putting your foot down and I've got to do this. Would you have done that a year ago? Probably not. Probably not or definitely not? Definitely not. <laughs> what, made, what made you, like what triggered in your head? Because we talk about business here, uh, but this is a business conversation and, and your 
you're going through an evolution that most business owners don't get the chance to go through until they're 25, 35, 50 years old. Um, so let's talk a little bit about that from the business perspective. What caused you to realize I have to do this and step outside of my comfort zone to achieve these things? Because I learned that I can't take care of everything by myself and that by being on our team, they agreed to commit to do the work that was required of them. And when I, I, in the beginning, I was like, oh, I'll just take care of this. I'll take care of this. And then also my mom was like, Ashley, you have a team. That's what they're there for. Like you have to make sure that they're doing work too. Like you have a busy enough schedule on your own give other, like let other people do some work. So I, in the team meetings, I'll always say like, okay, if someone's not working on something, let me know, I'll give you something to do so that they also feel that they're not just being strung along, that they're, that they can feel good about themselves knowing that they actually did something to work towards the goal. So that at the end of this, they're like, yeah, I contributed to that. I didn't just sit by and let everyone else carry me through the work. And then just sit back and look pretty and say, Hey, we got this done. Is it because you lacked in trust in them or you were lacking in trust of yourself to be able to delegate? I think it was probably a little bit of both. I just thought that everything would be easier because I knew, okay, I want it to be this way, but I just had to slowly be like, okay, no, you have to trust that they're what they're, the work they're going to do is going to be good too. So it was a little bit of both. So it wasn't your ego saying, hey, I did this. It was just you got a little bit of that control freak in you. Yeah, yeah definitely. Like <laughs> I'm going to give you another piece of unsolicited advice. A very wise man told me 22 years ago, 22, 23 years ago, when I was going through a very dark point in my life that I won't get into. If you want to hear the story, just go back to any episode. You'll hear part of it. Anything is possible. I've, mm-hmm. I've got a daughter who's 20. Uh, she'll be 27 this summer. I raised her from the time she was about eight years old and told her anything's possible. And to this day, she still repeats it back to me. Um, But the even more important lesson, there's a four letter word that is the worst word you could ever use. And that's can't. And I just heard you say it and I know it came from a position of, of good, but keep that in the back of your mind forever. Anything's possible. You're not allowed to use the word can't. So my friend is uh, Brian Moses, who I love. I talk about him all the time. He was a real estate coach for me Uh, back when I first met him. I think it was 1999-ish. I was going through a really bad divorce. I was traveled up to uh, either California or up to Toronto. And I was sitting in a room with him and we just got to talking. We became really good friends in a very short period of time. And he says to me, you use the word can't way too often. In my house, that's a four-letter word. There are worse ones out there, but that is the worst one. And it stuck with me. Because he told me a story about how doctors told him his wife could never get pregnant. She'd never be able to have a child. And they went through all these different tests and all these different IVF situations. Thousands and thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of dollars. And they finally got to the point where they almost gave up and boom, she was pregnant. And had a healthy child who's now going to college. And then they ended up adopting a a baby boy from, from China a couple years back as well. And I remember in his head so vividly when he tells that story, and Brian is the furthest thing from an actor, but every, he'd get up twice a year on stage in front of a room of thousands of people, and he would tell the story, and you'd see the tear come down his eyes. And I just felt like running up on stage to give him a hug because it changed my life when I had that perspective, that can't is not, it, can't is not true. 
It's a limiting belief in your own head. Anything you want to do is possible. And I'm a firm believer in finding the positive in every situation. Uh, so I, I don't believe in the word can't. And I don't, I only use it in the right context. And usually it's to tell people, please don't use that word. And I give many people who know me well permission to say, if you ever hear me say it, you're more than, more than welcome to just smack me in the head as hard as you want. So you're on that list. If you ever hear me say it and I'm around, don't feel bad. And dad, she's got my permission. One good shot right in the back of the head because it, it, we, we shouldn't do that. You know, we need to look at possibilities and, and you're creating possibilities. And I'm so thrilled for what you're doing. Thank you so much. So what can we do for you? I guess the main thing would be just spreading the word, getting um, the information out there about our raffle tickets. And also, I forgot to mention earlier, we're doing with the Key Club, <coughs> we are um, doing a cookie dough fundraiser. So we're selling tubs of sugar cookie dough, normal chocolate chip cookie dough, peanut butter, oatmeal raisin. We're selling tubs of those. Um, those order forms would be due Friday. So that's okay. um, not much time, but we're doing that. And we're also doing what's called a fun drive. So we're collecting um, bags of old clothes, old like household items that are going to be donated. And then the proceeds are going to go to our campaign. And then we also have two, um, we have a Chipotle fundraiser on Wednesday, March 3rd, and a Smashburger fundraiser on the Thursday, March 4th. So just spreading the word about that and um, getting it into more people's minds. So they're like, oh, I don't have money to donate, but I have a ton of clothes lying around. Let me do that. So I'm contributing to the good cause. There you go. And you got, and like you said, you're creating the awareness mm -hmm. and it's not just about the dollar amount, right? You're hitting this from every angle. I'm, I'm so excited for you. And any idea how much you raised so far? We are around 70,000. So we're literally right there. Yeah. We're like this so is close. the Kentucky Derby. We got, we got one furlong to go. Yeah. All right. So it's time for everybody to put their head down. Like I said, we'll have some stuff up and ready to go tomorrow. We're going to stick around after we're done today and take some pictures and get a little silly and promote some more stuff. And I want to get that full list from you of every business that's working with you as well. Cause I'm going to reach out to some of them to see what we can do to help them to promote it as well. Um, Heidi. Shameless plug. Please. There's two more. Um, so we, I, I got all the time yeah, in the world for this kind of yeah, stuff. So have at it. <laughs> well, pies on wheels. Um, also one of my compadres yep. in all the volunteering that we've done is Liz Greco. Um, so she was one of our past PTA council. She was also past president over um, at Wanta Owl. So Liz Greco has pies on wheels and we're doing pizza kits. Um, and again, that's another one of those flyers that I had sent over to you. Um, my little side hustle because I'm a single mom with one in college, one just graduated. So um, I have a Mary Kay business I've had for about 17 years as okay. a beauty consultant. So all sales that come into my website, um, again, I will send you over a link to that. 25% of all of that is going directly to Ashley. Outstanding. You know, fundraiser. Um, and then we also have an internal key club thing that we wanted to have logo gear. So, you know, whenever we're out there doing things in the community, like Ashley and I were down uh, cleaning up the beach a couple months ago because we loved the beach, you know, here in Wanta. So um, we actually have these, you know, a new logo that was designed by one of my Kiwanis members who okay. uh, runs New Wave Graphics, also born and bred here in Wanta. 
Utah. Her name is Kristen Pizzuto. So she designed a new logo for us and we're selling this logo gear. So sweatshirts, t-shirts, masks, everything. Um, so all those Are things. these print to order or you already have them in stock? Uh, no, they're print to order. Okay. Yeah. And um, so it's all good. You know, she set up a website for us. We're going to do the same thing with Kiwanis because Kiwanis got a little jealous because I said, well, my key club comes first. You know, no offense because we've got a deadline here and Ashley's got a tight deadline. Um, but, you know, we had all those fundraisers that we wanted to get set in motion. Um, and I'm also going to give, and my day job, I'm vice president of sales and marketing for a company called LifeX. So we sell a choking rescue device. So I will be also donating raffle of our, one of our home kits, which again is we've saved 106 lives across the world. Outstanding. Is, yeah, it's it. I have a little bonus for you just for helping us out today. I appreciate that. I know, Thank of you. Of course. Yes. Yeah. So that's, uh, again, just, you know, a little shameless plug for some of the local businesses that I'm involved with. Well, here's what, here's what I'm going to do. Um, I'm going to give you a $500 check. Thank you. Cash. I'm going to reach out to some of my donors and I'm going to reach out to a family foundation that I've been heavily involved with over the last couple of years. I can't make any promises because of the time frame, but whether it makes it in time or not, I'm going to get you a $5,000 donation to LLS from us. Thank you so All much. Right? It's, I really No, listen, that. it's my, that's the cost of coming in here is I, I owe that to you um, for, for doing everything that you've done that, that, that you've done, that dad's done. Um, it's the least I can do to put a dent in it. So we've got 15,000 to go. So I'm going to look into the camera and I'm going to tell you right now, if you've got a penny, a nickel, a dollar, or know somebody who's got a million dollars, who's been impacted by somebody who suffered from any kind of cancer, understand that what LLS here on Long Island is doing and LLS worldwide. Um, but I've worked with the chapter here and, and Sarah Lipsky and, and company, Megan Doyle, are some of the most genuine caring people I've ever met. Uh, and having the opportunity to work with them has made a huge impact on who I am as a person. Uh, and I'm committed to doing whatever I can to be a benefit to them whenever they ask. Um, so if you've got a heart, if you've got a care in the world, if you've got any pain or know anybody who has suffered any, and you can do anything, tell a friend to donate if you don't have a dollar. Reach into the, dig into the couch cushions and find a nickel, find a way to give it to these people. Because I reach out to a lot of people for a lot of charitable giving every year for half a dozen different organizations. But what's happening here is something that will alter life on this planet for centuries to come if we can find a cure. Um, one of the things I love most is that you look at children who have cancer and for years, doctors have looked at it and said, well, the kid's only 50 pounds and the average person's 150. We'll give them one third the dose to see if it'll work. And that's, that has potentially killed mm -hmm. children left and right. The science that goes into developing medication for children who are growing and evolving is so different than what is done for an adult. Um, and they share their data across multiple platforms with multiple organizations. Um, they do incredible work. Um, and, I, and I think everybody should learn a little bit about it. So we'll, we'll put some links out there to some videos that I've, I've seen. Uh, I hope people would, would put some time and effort into learning about it. But the, the big ask from me is don't be lazy. Don't be cheap. Make a difference in this world. Trust me, you, will, you probably have no idea whose life you're impacting, but know that you did something good because it's having an impact on thousands and thousands and thousands of people across this country and around the world every single day. Ladies, I, I'm so proud and honored to have both of you here today. I can't thank you enough. Before we go and I sign off, do you have any questions, please? Statements that you'd like to share before we go. 
Um, I guess just like you said, if anybody has any way that they could help, whether it be just sending the message of some of our events or the mission of LLS just to send it to more people because they might be like, oh, I've had so many connections to blood cancer. I didn't even know the work that this um, company was doing that could, like you said, affect so many people in just any way you can help, whether it be a a monetary donation or just spreading the word is very much appreciated. Or something as simple as I'm a Facebook, Instagram guy. Mm -hmm. I've been threatened to get into Snapchat and TikTok, but (laughs) I'm just not going there yet. If you see these posts and there's a share button on it, if you do nothing more than click share and send, that may change somebody's life for the better. Mm -hmm. It's that simple. It costs you nothing more than an instant of your life to go click send and be done. Ladies, thank you again so much for, for being here. Warriors, warriors for a cure. That, that, you know warriors what? For a cure. I should have led with that. It's all good. Warriors for a Cure is the name of your team. Yes. On Instagram, it's warriors.4.a.cure. Yes. Anywhere else? Um, we also have a Facebook page, which is, you could just probably just look up Warriors for a Cure, but the official like username is warriorsforacure.2021. Beautiful. Because I know there's another organization up at a Mineola called Warriors for a Cure for a very different charitable organization that I've done some work with. When I saw it, I was confused for a second, but I said, you do not look like Tony Lebrano from up in, <laughs> up in Piccolo, uh, um, uh, up in, up in Mineola. So we'll, we'll wrap with that. Like I said, I will tag and put, put all of this stuff out there. We will share everything. You're not allowed to leave until I get all of this in writing somewhere. Um, again, thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you so much for listening. I hope hundreds and hundreds of you have hear this, uh, share it with somebody that, you know, tell the story of this wonderful young lady right here. We as a company here at the business beacon, Dean Miller, real estate, Love the fact that people are engaging with us and we can't thank you enough. Whether it's one of you or a million doesn't make a difference to me. The fact that somebody is taking the time to listen to what we're saying provides so much validation and gives me the drive to continue to do it. So thank you so much. If you like what you heard today, do me a favor. Give us a like, a share, a review, download an episode, help us get that word out there so that we can get more brilliant guests, whether they be from the charitable world, the school world, or or the, the world of entrepreneurs and business owners. Our goal is to help people evolve into the best version of themselves and their businesses. So we thank you so much for tuning in. We look forward to seeing you tomorrow for another episode with another superstar from Wontaw High School. As always, thank you so much for tuning in. I am Dean Miller. I appreciate your time. Have a fantastic day.